Hello, and welcome to the Uncovered Podcast. I'm your host, Kian Renee, intimate portrait photographer and central movement coach. For over a decade, my job has been to read people's body language and be a guide for my clients' inward and outward exploration. For years, I've held space for conversations around the mind, body, relationships, sensuality, and health as a guest on various podcasts, written articles, as well as hosting intimate events. This is my very first podcast where all of these delicious topics come together, combining my education as an artist, sensual somatic facilitator, patient advocate, and coach. All of this to empower you to connect closer to yourself, your own truths, and help you find the words to continue these conversations in your own personal circles. So today's Uncovered Conversation sounds a little bit like this. These are the aspects of manhood that traditionally you aren't told to find familiar or comfortableness with. I don't think people understand like the simplicity in getting a chance to know yourself in that space. Like I knew places on my body that were aching and hurting or needed attention after the session that I didn't realize before me ever having a session, I would go on, but I didn't pay attention to myself enough to be like, hey, I need to focus in on this, something's off. Today, I interviewed a past client of mine named Kenneth Cheadle. He is a certified life coach, entrepreneur, best-selling author, podcaster, and speaker in his own right. And I'm sure you can already tell and hear the conviction in his voice. You're going to walk away from this conversation feeling so empowered. We dive into everything from the gratitude of adversity, deep personal work, addressing fatherlessness, being numb to messages of the body, and challenging male privilege, and so, so, so much more. In the midst of our winding conversation... Ken Cheadle touches on his intimate portrait experience with me, how that enriched his own journey, his own findings, and helped him uncover so many more truths about himself. So without further ado, Mr. Ken Cheadle. Hello, hello, Kenneth. How are you? I'm I'm happy to have Um, you today. Like we started? Yes. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I think I'm going to keep this in here. So yeah, we're we're officially <laughs> starting. <laughs> All right. Hey. <laughs> Man, this is what happens when you get friends on the thing together. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about Uncovered. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you kind of alluded to us being friends, um, which we met and we were becoming friends, but then you hired me to do your session. So um, it's kind of a mix, a little melange of like both of those things. Yeah. This this friendship moving slow. Let's speed this up here. Let me get you back. (laughs) Right. Real fast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to talk to you about all the deepest things that you want to know about your body. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I wasn't expecting that actually. Like it was really in depth. Um, You do really in depth like with that whole piece of it I was like I thought nah you know everybody else's package was like no it was like mm. hold on this feel like college I, I gotta work I gotta think. <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll get to that in a yeah. second but first tell us who you are so the people know <laughs> all right my name is Ken Cheadle I am from Kansas City Missouri homegrown um ex-military graduated from college Worked for corporate America, and then it's like, eh, it's not really my jam. So I decided to go out and do my own thing, but I still integrate with corporate America, which is the same thing. So people are like, well, how do you, how do you not work for corporate America, but you're in corporate America? And the difference is, is who I work for. So I work for myself. I like that aspect of working in corporate America versus working for some working for a corporation in corporate America. Not to say the rules are any different. Uh, it's just the autonomy is a lot different. So yeah, you're a consultant, right? Yep, yep, okay. healthcare consultant. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, but you've also, hello, you have a podcast. Got a podcast. And, and you're an uh, author. I'm an Let's author, just... work on a second book. Yeah. And my, we have my humbleness and modesty is, is at a high all-time high, I guess, for most people. Because <laughs> people just kind of ring. But no, so I do have the adverse effect podcast, which I really love. And then um I wrote a book which was called The Millennial Takeover, and that was basically to try to help people with some of the foundational skills that I was lacking as it related to corporate America. Like, you know, I went in, 
um, very urban core, very military, which is very direct, very aggressive, and corporate America is very passive aggressive. So I found myself on the outs and I was getting ready to get fired and this lady kind of showed me the ropes. Her name is Monet Jones. And um, me, I'm a, I'm a person that loves to give back to others, to the community um, and try to help other you know, people from our culture excel and do well. So I'm like, oh shit, well, let me take what she said and formulate this and put it into a book. And I wasn't planning for it to do decent at all. I just thought it would be good for folks to have. And it would often, it did really well. Um, and I'm excited about it. I was excited about it. Um, but I realized something really quick and, uh, that's, uh, you got to get people a lot earlier in life than, than what I thought. I'm like, I write this right now and it's going to change everybody's lives. And that was a very, very humbling moment when you walk into a room, 18 year olds and you're like, Oh, this is what happened. I'll go, I come from the hood. Like you, I did the drug, I sold drugs and blah, 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 blah. And like, bro, you ain't one of us. What are you talking about? What's this stuff that you're selling? You know what I mean? Like, nah, I'm telling you, you can change your life. You can do this. They're like, mm-hmm. I mean, because the system works. So I had, you know, I'd be in a room like 40, 50 kids and maybe one or two would come up at the end. And originally that was like um, depressing for me. I was like, man, what, what's this? But eventually it got to a space where I was like, ah, oh, this is a gift. You know, that one or two continues to spread and stuff like that. So did the book. It did well. It took me out on a speaking tour where I got to speak to a lot of different folks, speak at a lot of different corporations, uh, high schools, colleges, places like Hallmark. Uh, and I enjoyed that. And uh, I plan to do it again when I release the second book, which is going to be more aligned with where my life is now. Before it was, hey, how do you get to this space? How do you figure out, you know, the foundational things that you didn't know and, you know, from where we grew up at and then how to excel in corporate America. And this one is like midlife crisis. I've been through it. Life happened to me. I've been married, I've been divorced, you know, the real meat and potatoes for people that are at this age. So trying to uh, turn out something in that space. Yeah. So it's going to be amazing. I already know. And I'm a little, I'm a little biased because, because I actually know you. Um, and I've had an opportunity to be on your podcast. So like, I've got to see you in action essentially. And that's how we met, you know, you invited me to be a part of it. Um, right after I had COVID last year, yeah. um, yeah, I poured my heart out on a Facebook post about just like everything that I was going through. And you messaged me like, Hey, I'm praying for you. Like, this is yeah. like some deep shit. <laughs> Most of your posts are very captivating in one way or other. If it's like whether it was that COVID thing that made me stop, like, oh, my God, somebody went through this. You know, I mean, it was shocking because I work in the healthcare field. So like, oh, somebody's experiencing this. So that was mm-hmm. pausing. But there's also other posts that you put that are they stop you in your tracks as well. And it's from the positive spin. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. hey, did you know this? Or this is some insight or freeing yourself. I'm like, oh, so, yeah, you got to. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, your, your post, they, they pause people, which is a good thing, right? Ooh, I like that. I never thought about it that way. Um, so that's kind of a perfect segue of like with all of these things and accomplishments and some people would look at it like, oh, you've made it, you're established. Mm-hmm. Um, but you sought out a session with me for a specific reason. It sounded like, I don't know if that's changed for you, but like what piqued your interest about like um, working with me and doing this intimate portrait session? Oh, man. Um, so I would say originally was I got a chance like so, of course, that's like you said, perfect segue. So saw the post, the post came through, read that, you know, gave you my my feedback on that or whatnot. And then uh, we started. Did we do did we schedule the the session after our interview? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I did. I did your podcast, I think, March of last year. And then your yeah. session wasn't until yeah, September. way late. Yeah. Yeah. But we start booking before then. All right. Yeah. So it was the, <laughs> the process. The process. Was, right. It was actually the the conversations that we had leading up to the interview, the conversation during the interview, um, that allowed me to see a little bit more inside what you were doing as far as like helping people, curating people, helping people see themselves, helping people think about themselves in a di- different space. I was like, oh, I'd be interested in this. I wasn't, I wasn't aware of what it would be. I just saw it from based on your personality, your character, um, how you presented yourself uh, before the interview and during the interview, and a little bit posted, um, and the things that we talked about during the interview. I'm like, oh, this is you know, this woman really has her stuff together. 
Um, so I was interested in the program in that aspect. It wasn't until we got to talking, he was like, well, why do you want to do it this way? And what are some of the other things? I'm like, oh, oh crap, this is, I haven't thought about this. And I hadn't been what I like to call pierced. I hadn't been pierced by anybody to where in a long time to where it made me stop and think about something you know, start thinking about things about myself. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. So that intrigued me even more that the questions made me, the questions I didn't have answers for. And mm-hmm. when people know me, I try to have a goddamn answer for everything. But um, when that hit me, I was like, I don't know this answer to this question. It's about me. So it gave me that pause. And then from that point, I was pretty much hooked because I thought that it was something more in depth than just taking pictures. You know, oftentimes when you go through well, me, I've experienced my my experience with pictures is always just I'm like, okay, we're just gonna wear blah blah, and we come out there and we do our thing. This session was different in the aspect of all the pre work that we did beforehand really helped lead to the turnout that we had, and then, you know, it wasn't just figuring out, hey, what are you gonna wear, giving some ideas where you're gonna wear. So I love the Pinterest idea, but it was also the mentality, like getting the mental ready that was just as much preparation as the clothes or what you're going to wear for that day, if not more. And I've never experienced that from any photo session I've done. Um, and I think that made all the world a difference because it made me comfortable. It made me feel like I was in the right space and I felt a little bit more empowered, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And essentially that's what it's for. So um, you are touching on, basically where I was going to go with this, uh, I want to back up for just a second before I talk about like the pre-session um, one-on-one call and things like that. I'm curious if you had any like um, beliefs around what you thought this session would be as far as like the nature of it. So like, especially with like people in the industry calling it boudoir, I'm more so say it's intimate portrait experience, but like with hearing the word boudoir and thinking that's what I did, what were your did you have any prior beliefs before um, initially basically booking with me? Mm. Yeah, like who, who about to get naked? I'm like, am I supposed to be getting naked for this? I was like, I had all the, like she takes pictures of people naked. And then, you know what I mean? But this is me not knowing, like not seeing the work. And- <laughs> <laughs> so if like I'm like, I like when I interviewed you, I got a chance to learn a lot more about it. So I like, take some naked pictures. I don't know if they can be naked, naked. You know, I remember going all through these thoughts <laughs> in my head. So originally my thought process was trying to understand in depth what it really looked like. Like, what does this session look like when you do this? Is it do you come in naked or do you like, how does this work? How do you get down yes. to this point? Mm-hmm. And do I, do I have it within <laughs> me to just walk into a place naked with somebody I've never really met? Like yeah, that no, you're watching, walking in with a trench coat, you're naked, yep. but that's naked. underneath. <laughs> right, straight boomerang with it. Robin <laughs> <laughs> uh, But that's good feedback. That lets me know I need to do a better job of like giving people a behind the scenes look, which I just did yesterday so i'm gonna i'm gonna work on that but that that's hilarious that (laughs) that's what you thought um and so when you ended up i gave we did the um consultation you decide Uh you want to do it you booked with me and then the first step is to fill out a questionnaire and then based off that questionnaire we have a conversation over zoom so Uh i do that for multiple reasons because i want to you know start building trust between me and the person um especially with men because you guys are a little bit less familiar with like Mm -hmm. being photographed and things like that and I find sometimes men can be a little bit more reserved than women than some women Mm -hmm. and you know because you a lot of times you guys have haven't really had the chance to talk about things about your body or just express things that have been like brewing or sitting with you for for decades and so I remember when we had our conversation you were like on some type of work trip and um I, I didn't have to mother you, but I almost had to be like, hey, I need you to do this thing. Like, I need you yeah. to actually like sit with yourself yeah, and like yeah. tune in <laughs> and tune in because this is like, this is laying the foundation for like, you know, what we're going to co-create together. Yeah. What was that like for you? Like, you kind of spoke to it just a little bit ago, but like, do you have anything else to share about like what really happened within you when I was sitting there and talking with you over Zoom? Mm. Like I said, like, I think a lot of it was 
uh, not being like these areas that I wasn't necessarily self-aware about, about myself. So I didn't have answers for it. So that was enlightening because it helped me think, but I, I did feel like, you know, like, uh, I like that you challenged me because I'm like, well, shit, I don't know, maybe this You're like, no, 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 no. It needs to be clear. It needs to be concise. Think this through. I'm like, huh? Cause you know, the, the typical thing is like, oh, you know, it's whatever you want to do, whatever, but you pushed me through that. And I was like, okay, so that's where the co-creation aspect of it comes. It's like, I'm pushing you to be a creator in this process instead of you just showing up and me doing my job. Yeah. So I like that piece of it. Uh, then also we had conversations kind of leading up to it, uh, to the session. And I think that it's, it goes back to something that you spoke about here just a second ago. And that's, uh, men don't uh, the, the reservation or the uncomfortableness that we may have and a lot of that comes from like you know like women are in tune with themselves a little bit more at least physically um outside of, you know guys just you know whatever but outside of that i mean like we don't have to go do we don't have to do self mammograms you know what i mean or we or maybe they we should i don't know but we don't um so you know like we don't touch on ourselves and feel on ourselves and like in certain different spaces um, that was something that that session I was extremely uncomfortable about, but I became very comfortable with it in the end. But I, I had got started to gain comfortableness uh, when we were talking about it. You know, I mean, kind of going to that space because I had never he's like, well, how do you feel when you touch on yourself? Like I rub and scratch my arm, but like, do I yeah. rub them on? Yeah. Rub on my chest? No, I don't. <laughs> So I hadn't, right. The so way I, I that you're doing it right now. <laughs> right. I wasn't familiar with that. So like that took me a second to kind of get used to when we were in the session. But once I did, I was like, hey, brother, you ain't never yeah. touched yourself before. Like mm -hmm. you don't even know, like, you know, like, hey, like I like this, but yeah. I don't know. I like this. I like when somebody else do it, you know, but now it's like, how do you like, I like it when you do it like that. So like now just get into a space where you're comfortable with your body. I don't think that a lot of men, besides the, oh, I've been working out, I look like this, like I'm comfortable presenting it as a physique so it can gain, you know, the attention that comes with that. But am I comfortable with myself as far as like leaning into myself, touching on myself like that? I hadn't really gotten to that space until we um, started talking about the session, which I thought was really helpful because it helped me grow as an individual in that space. Did you, I can't remember, did you do the body practice that I gave you? I can't remember if you did or yep. you didn't. Okay. Is it like the, the breath work stuff and then touch? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's like so that's how I knew I was uncomfortable because we talked about that. And I was okay. like, oh, this don't feel you're like, <laughs> hold on. Why? I'm like, I never done it before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Did you have anything come up for you that you felt like was your inner dialogue? Did you feel like it was challenging your masculinity when you were exploring? Oh, by far. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because these are these are aspects of manhood that traditionally you aren't told to find familiar or comfortableness with you know what i mean it don't, mm -hmm. it's not spoken about and it's and because it's not spoken about people assume that it's wrong or i shouldn't be doing this or this ain't being a man it's like nah you just didn't know to do it you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's kind of like you know my yeah. cousin lee uh He's, he's he's famous for this, but he always talks to me about, you know, that old Midwestern uh, beef and barley type guys. Like, you don't have to be rough and rugged to, like, you don't groom and maintain yourself. Like, the first guy I ever, like, you know, but growing up, I never knew guys to get, like, pedicures or anything like that. Like, oh, man, that's for women, you know what I mean? And all the derogatory statements that have come along with that. I remember watching Making the Band. And I saw Pete Diddy on there getting his feet done. I was like, I'm going to get my feet done. Mm -hmm. I think it was like the next couple of weeks I would go. I'm like, if he can do that, I can do that. But you are, you are programmed or you are told this false narrative about self-care of any type mm -hmm. of way uh, and maintenance of yourself is not manly. That's crazy. So mm -hmm. <laughs> to, to see people that are, and you know, like I, I just needed, I just needed to see like, oh, is this, you know I mean? Once I saw somebody else doing like, okay, let me get to the space. So even with this, it wasn't that I was closed off to the session. I was just unfamiliar with it. And then the more I explored it, I got more receptive. I'm like, oh, I want to get off into this. I want to explore. I want to be very receptive to this because I'm open to it. I'm just unfamiliar. So 
once um, we started to get that out the way, it made everything a lot smoother. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then, you know, the day of the session when it came along, um, I remember feeling that you were, you know, a little bit nervous as all people are. That's mm -hmm. very normal. Um, but I did with you the same thing I do with other people. I'm like, okay, I'm going to set down my camera. We're just going to breathe together. And then mm -hmm. I guided you into like how to touch yourself. That wasn't, you know, in a sexual way, but you know, you say it like, or you say that phrase and people automatically take it yeah. to like a, you know, to a very yeah. sexual place. But there was a, a point in time when I just stood next to you and I was just like, Hey, I want you to touch your shoulder and touch your pecs like this, like literally just like guiding you. And then. I did it with you. I watched you do it. And then I picked back up my camera and captured some really beautiful images. Yeah. But I remember you saying that like you had never touched yourself like that before. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The breath work was crazy. I love the breath work. That was really good. But no, I had never had that experience uh, with myself. And it's interesting because I had um, I was going on this journey of getting to become more more one with myself. Like I've spent a lot of time in my life uh, doing for others, helping others and things like that to a fault to where I hadn't done any self-care or self, uh, love for myself. So I hadn't developed myself in a long time. And I think that this process was, uh, or this session and the process was a part of me, uh, continuing that journey of, uh, self-development and learning myself mm -hmm. and getting into a spot to where it's like, Oh, this is me. Um, I love it. Like, <laughs> I'm really happy I did it. I even I would even say even all the way up into the day of I'm like, what are you doing? And then just like once I was once when I was done with, it, I was like, that's what you did. That's why you did it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But going up to that that point, I'm like, oh, no. So I got like you know from the from that's the person everybody, that, yeah, from the person that that like views it like like I'm 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 gonna get some pictures out of this. Like it's so much more than that. And if yeah. you can get past, like, that's where the investment comes in, because like um, you gain so much uh, more than just pictures. It's something that you gain for yourself that is uh, something that you can take on a lot longer. I think the pictures are a reminder of what you learned in that space. Mm -hmm. They are they become a part of your your legacy. So mm -hmm. before I get into like your album. I'm kind of curious, like, how did you feel like in the days after the session, if anything? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I actually do. So the breathing, I'm gonna tell you, man, the breathing techniques is, is everything. If you don't do breath, breath work, you should. <laughs> so the breath work came in handy uh, after the fact. It's always come in handy after the fact. Um, but I think getting in, getting uh, in tune with myself came like that that pushed forward it was like oh like I had a mm -hmm. a different um relationship with myself if you will mm, um, yeah as far as like me being able like just like I don't think people understand like the simplicity and getting a chance to know yourself in that space like I knew places on my body that were aching and hurting or needed attention after the session that I didn't realize before me ever having a session, I would go on, but I didn't pay attention to myself enough wow. to be like, hey, I need to focus in on this, something's off. But after doing that, I'm like, hey, this don't feel too good. You know, let me go check this out but beforehand. I'm just pushing through it. Like, I'm ah, whatever, you know what I mean? So it Amazing. made me become, yeah, more self-aware about uh, myself, the body. <laughs> this makes me so happy. Oh my God. Uh, Cause this is exactly why <laughs> I do what I do. It's about way it's, it goes beyond, uh, yeah. you know, like way beyond, um, man, I know you after a couple of months after the session, I think two months, you went on to go to this thing called 40 years of Zen, mm -hmm. um, where you did more exploration for yourself. And, um, do you, do you think that like, I feel like if I know you well enough now that like everything was kind of unfolding for you last year and kind of led you up to like that one last event when you went to, I think it was Seattle yeah. um, to do that program uh, by the end of the year, how did you feel in your personal exploration? I'm kind of curious. Um, I would say I felt a lot lighter. 
like I think beforehand I had put so much pressure on myself I had again like gone um unaware of what my body was going through what my mental was going through um I was just pushing through like you know growing up in the areas that we grew up in growing up how we grew up growing up in a society where black and brown skin is is just a challenge to do some of the other things that our counterparts do with ease whether that's getting loans blah blah, blah. like it's not to say that you can't do it so i don't want people like oh you saying you can do anything you want to but let's be clear there are more hurdles and challenges for black and brown people than there are for others right so <clears throat> And dealing with all those different things, like dealing with that, that, like knowing that that theory is there, I've developed something in my life just to always push through, like going through challenges as a kid, living in the urban core, losing parents, um, uh, friends dying, all these different things just kind of put me in a space where I would just, I just like life happens, I just keep going. Like, how are you doing? I don't know, just life happens, you keep going. Well, you get to a space where you become so numb and then you're not addressing anything you're not addressing yourself you're not addressing your body you're not addressing the pain or the hurt you just got band-aids everywhere i was a big band-aid mm-hmm. by the end of the you know so a little bit before the end of the year last year and it was just like i need to start to deal with these things and it put me into a space where i think i was on the verge of a mental breakdown but i was not like i could feel it and of course, I'm just I'm just pushing through it. Like, you know, I wasn't aware of it until I got into a space where I was able to slow down. Mm-hmm. So the 40 years of Zen actually allowed me to slow down because I was away from the rest of the world, family, friends, my phone was off. You, know, you couldn't have your phone on there. Just that simple thing, that quiet time was amazing. But then just like the journey of getting to explore and see different things. So like I did a lot of inner child work, which is crazy because... Mm-hmm. I know my inner child was going through stuff like that. So like going back and addressing my inner child, giving my inner child the support that he needed back at that time, uh, forgiveness and healing um, on a real level to where like, you know, you're forgiven with love, you know? So there were some people that wronged me from my parents to um, experiences I had in the military and different women, God, all type of stuff. And you just bottle this shit up. You just keep yeah. bottling and bottling and bottling up because, again, it goes back to that whole thing. I was just saying, you're taught to push through it. Ain't nobody got time for crying. Nobody got time for that. Just keep on going. Come on, come on, let's go. You know, so mm-hmm. you're taught to not address these things. So um, when I finally got a chance to deal with that. Uh, it was it was a, it was life changing. We did a lot of I was up there with like a what do they call these guys? A therapist, of course. But I was also up there with a brain experts. So they was like looking at our brain waves. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was really, really, really cool. But the best part for me was uh, doing a lot of deep work. So addressing the things that I had bottled up that I'd never addressed, emotions, hurt, pain, feeling, whatever the case may be, addressing those things, forgiving fully with love, put me into a space where I became lighter. Because in order to suppress those emotions, the body uses energy. Now, mm-hmm to the conscious mind, you're like, I'm not using it, but to the body, the subconscious, it's using energy to suppress those emotions. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, um, it, so uh, yeah, was, you, you suppress those emotions. So then once uh, you start to deal with those things, the body no longer has to suppress those emotions. So it's no longer using that energy. So I started to get all this new energy back. I'm like, what the hell is this? I remember going to one of the doctors like, hey, I ain't been able to sleep, man. I, y'all brought me up here. I paid you guys this money. It's day three. And I can't sleep. And But I'm like, I feel good, but I can't sleep. And he's like, oh, it's because your body, all that energy that you're using to suppress all these emotions that you had and dealt with, now that you've relieved yourself from that, the energy has to rebalance itself out. And after four or five days, like it finally got back into a groove, but I've been feeling lighter ever since I've more focused, uh, I'm more intentful. There's still a lot of work to be done, but the work that needs to be done, I'm aware of before I wasn't aware of it, or I wouldn't, I would uh, abstain from it. Like, I'm not about to deal with it. And I'll just keep on pushing. But now, like when something happens, I give it to, I give it this just do, you know, I don't ignore it. I don't put the bandaid on it. Uh, I make sure that I set a time to address it, even if it's not in that day, like this week, we need to deal with this so that you, you know, you, because if not, it's just like anything else, like, man, the nicks and the cuts will add up. Um, and it's mm-hmm. not just like, you know, it's not the, the sweeping blow that gets you. It's just that 
it's the last straw. So it's the last straw. You know how many straws there is in, yeah. in a, 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 a bale of hay? A lot. Or <laughs> like they one. say, it's like death by a million, like paper cuts. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. It's, it's really that thing. I um, I am. First of all, I'm very proud of you for doing this work because, like, doing self work is not easy. Most of the time, it is not easy. It can be gut riching. Um, mm-hmm. It can leave you in a space that's obviously like you've never been in before but like it takes a special motherfucker to do the (laughs) amount of self-work that you continue to do but especially that you did last year and I'm happy I'm just gonna say it it sounds like the session was a catalyst (laughs) (laughs) because we were actually talking about something similar like when I shared you was like hey I was thinking about doing something similar so like it was Yes, yeah. it was it was it was it was part of the journey. It's like, hey, this is the next space, you know. It just kept on pushing. Like, I need more food for this. I need more food for this. Yeah. Um, I think like a lot of things that have always challenged me have been the fact of like not having my father around growing up. Like for a young black man, it it causes a a world of confusion and chaos. Like I've been able to sit back and look at the variables with other men that I know that have had their fathers or whatnot. And not to say they don't have their own shit and issues. They do. But just there's certain things that's like, oh, this is why you're so whole in this space, because this man was here and he was able to help guide you. It's not to say everybody that have fathers in the household, their fathers are fathers. Sometimes people yeah, just yeah. whatever. But the guys that the people that have fathers that are engaged, I mean, you can see just a I mean, it is like light years difference or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So being a, wanting to try to get to a space where those things no longer hunt me, you know what I mean? Like, you know, feeling the acceptance as a man, getting to these certain spaces that you need to be able to get to uh, arriving as a man. Like, I'm about to be 40 years old. These are conversations that I'm having because these are things that I did I wasn't able to have or I lacked or whatnot so on some sense of it like it's like damn i feel shame you know what i mean no, i feel like no. you know what i mean but that's like that's how yeah. you feel it, you'll see I get it. You're like hold on i'm not supposed to be in this spot but then there's other areas where you know like i know that i'm dealing with the things i need to deal with to become a better person so um it's it, it's uh it's been a challenge but i will say now had gone through as much as i've gone through I'm grateful for those challenges. Like I'm grateful for the adversities that I faced because it's definitely created the person I am and allowed me to do what I do for others. I want to do what I do for others. Had not gone through some of these adversities, I'm not sure what space I would be in, um, but I know I wouldn't be this person that I am. Yeah, it's our our journeys is gut-wrenching as they are sometimes as hard or as challenging. They definitely make us, you know, who we are. And for people that are in the spaces that we're in, Mm-hmm. Um, where we are helping essentially other people heal other helping other people be whole like it's almost like an initiation so like I'm glad that you're you're finding a different perspective of how to look through it and feeling shame is I think it's just kind of a part of the game because I feel ashamed sometimes too <laughs> but um, but in realizing that <clears throat> you know shame is kind of bullshit at some yeah. point you know and yeah. learning how to work your way through it but like I said I'm so I'm really I'm really proud of you because there are not I wish more people were doing this work I wish more excuse me more black people were doing this work I wish more black men were doing this work so you're going to help so many men as they're listening to the sound of your voice they're listening to your story maybe they can relate yeah you're you're gonna you're gonna do some good things with your with your time here on this podcast so I think that's Thank you. I appreciate that. I think that I think like that all comes from like just you know again another fake uh tradition of like oh you know we don't go get help you know what i mean you go you go to the pastor but you don't go get no help and you know what i mean and the pastor needs to go get help too sometimes yeah. so so it's okay. like so that like that part of it is you know like you know like we are we are um we what is that feeling like it feels like uh is it the ego that says i don't need that like you know i don't i don't need to go get that help i don't yeah. need to work or is it that uh, we don't do that in this culture? So it's a cultural thing. So it's like, if I do this, then I'm not a part of this or I'm shamed because I do this or whatnot. But whatever it is, it's all mm-hmm. false narrative. Uh, the best thing that I could have ever done for myself was to get therapy. The second best thing was to start doing self-work and 
you know, doing things to invest in myself um, in so many ways. Like it, it changed me. It made me a better person. Like if you, it goes back to the whole mask theory, like flying on a plane. If you don't put your mask on first, you, I mean, will you help other people? Was I helping other people before I started doing this work? Yeah, I was, I was helping other people. Was I doing an effective job or the best job that I could have done? And the answer is no. Now, was I doing it at a high clip to where people are like, oh my God, I can't believe he's doing this work? Yes. And you can get enamored with that and no longer, and don't do the deep work because the mm -hmm. top yeah. rate is just so it's like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm in this space. But if you actually take the time out to do the deeper level of work, what you're going to provide to others, if you're in a space where you're helping others and doing this type of thing, it's going to be way more monumental, uh, more satisfying, and a lot more rich than what you thought it would have been. Uh, and it's because you put your mask on. Absolutely. Hold on. We're going to pause while the fucking phone is ringing. <laughs> okay. Um, so you purchased um, our second collection, 10 by 10 album. I'm kind of like curious to hear, have you touched it? Have you opened it since then? It's been like four or five months, I think, since your session. Yeah. Have you, have you experienced your time uh, within the boudoir experience again through your, your album? Yeah. So like I, there's one picture that I keep out or whatnot. So it uh it always draws a question from people. So that that leads to me to speaking about it. And then under that picture is actually the album. Um for the people I've shared it with or whatever, I it, go back and relive those moments. I'm not in a space where I would like like I would share with anybody, like I would share with anybody that I know, but I wouldn't share with anybody just randomly that I didn't know, if you will. Um, mm. And I think I'm ready, waiting on to uh, get into a new space so that I can take some of the bigger portraits and actually like decorate a space with it. So mm -hmm. I'm excited about that piece of it. Uh, but anytime like I catch a glimpse, like I go into my room, I'll see that one picture hanging up like, ah. Like, you know what I mean? I'll go back down that moment where I'm like, oh, that was a cool experience. You learned this and that in that experience. You know, um, you found some self-confidence in that experience. So those are like good reminders, which is, 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 is good for me because I often like I've in my past, I've moved so fast that I always feel like, oh, I ain't got this done. I haven't got this done. I haven't got this done. And I had to start putting up accomplishments that I've had so I can have reminders. And that right there is one of those accomplishments, like, you know, getting to a space where you um, are aware, aware of self and just, like I said, all of the things that I've mentioned on here that I've learned from that space, those things fill me back up or full, uh, pour back into me when I look at some of the work. Um, where, where do you have your album sitting? Actually, it's in my room on my nightstand, so <laughs> it's really okay. close, very close. At first, I had it on my um, on my on my Zen stand or whatever. I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't put this by your Zen stand. So <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, <that> <laughs> Yeah, I had to see the pictures. So, oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so nah, I moved over to my nightstand, and uh, I like it over there. At least the album portion of it. Um, I think in my new space, it'll probably be something I put in my office. You know what I mean? Like, like when you I look can back, see that. Yeah, just like you know, well, where is that? Yeah, you know, check it out. You know, you boy, <laughs> just a little something I did. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> And you have, uh, so you have four pieces of wall art. You have three 16 by 24 metal mm -hmm. prints, and then you have an eight by 12. Which one do you have hanging up that you can see every day? Um, it's the small, it's one of the smaller ones. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I remember which image that was. That was kind of like the silhouette of your arm. Yep. Yep. Like, yep. Okay. Yep. 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 Mm -hmm. That one. Uh, so that it always garners a conversation. <laughs> so, uh, I leave it up for that. Like, I think it's a good conversation starter or at least something that people like want to talk about. And, you know, it's also interesting because when people see it, I'll tell them what I did or whatnot. And then it's always this, this pause that comes on their face where they're like, hmm. And in that, that, in that moment, it's either them saying, I wonder if I could do that shit or yeah like what made you do it's one is i wonder if i can do it or what made you do it and what made you do it is again right before i say i wonder if i can do it 
you know, after they ask what made you do it, I can do it. So that's always interesting as well. <laughs> so where do you have the wall art at? Which one? Uh, the big, the, 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 the no, the small one that you said people are seeing. Oh, so when you walk into my room, it's um, I have like a, I guess uh, like a dresser or whatnot. When you walk in, it's like right there above the dresser or whatnot. So you can't help okay. but like I have like that picture. I have a picture of my uncle, um, and my cousin that passed away, and then like a little bit to the right of that is actually that picture. So. The first person to talk about the picture was my aunt. She came in. She's like, oh, I miss my son. Blah, blah. I was like, what is this? Like, <laughs> it threw her back. She's like, oh, oh, my. Oh, my. So well, that, that's a nice picture. Your nephew's out here. Out yeah. here. <laughs> you know, are you going to take that down for my sisters and them come over? Like, they ain't in my room. So, um, yeah, I think that's the other interesting aspect about it. You know, some people will like a, it drives uh I, I like the conversation with my elders because it's yeah. an interesting conversation. I want to know, like, why do you feel like it, I shouldn't have it up? Like, I'm always mm. interested in that. Like, where does that mind frame come from? Get into uh, it. Yeah. So, like, I think that's a good conversation to have. And, you know, uh, at this stage in age in life, I, I like conversations. So I think that, mm. you know, having that, that it goes both ways where there's somebody that's looking at the picture like, oh, uh, that's dope. Like, wow, I can't believe you did that. Like, you know, mesmerized by or somebody's like, oh man, bro, that's dope, man. I'm gonna have to do that one time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or if it's my aunt's like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. You know, let me talk about it. So whatever the, con- whatever it goes, I'm ready for it. Um, but I think it's good. I think it's, uh, I think it's nice. <laughs> Interesting. I'm always like curious what people like family and friends are saying. Um, and it's usually a mixture of things that you just, yeah. uh, that you just described and it's funny like I you know what I actually want to have like a round table of like people from different generations talking about this type of stuff like why do you feel we need to like hide basically Mm -hmm. the essence of like who we are Mm -hmm. and anything that remotely resembles something that people associate with sex it's like oh let's hide the shit but we're all doing it come on now yeah there's there's nothing about this session this session that's like about sex but it's like you know it's kind of tied so it's just it's a weird it's a very american thought process like yeah you traveled around the world they're not as taboo about no not at all <laughs> they're, they're a lot more open like this like it's a thing it's like oh there's a boy oh there's a girl like they look at it like that it's not like this thing so like their commercials are a lot more like I've watched kind of commercials over in Korea and they're extremely interesting in comparison to what we've ever is just like, oh, we're a condom over there. They turn them into like little balloons, animal balloons, and they'll have them mating with each other. Then they'll bring in a third one to come. It's like, it's really different to watch a Durex condom commercial over there versus, or, you know, um, and just how open they are about it. Like, it's not something that they hide. It's kind of like, oh, this is what it is. Like, again, it's like, just pointing out you know saying something obvious like oh there's a man right there it's yeah. oh, it's not this thing but over here's oh my god blah blah yeah. blah but the same person that's saying oh my god is going back home this evening or whatever blah blah, blah. you know what i mean yeah. or you know i mean or if they're old enough you've been here you've done that before so we're not doing anything it's just i have no idea where that comes from or why it's such a um we can be so like oh no that shouldn't be that way but it's like well how'd you get here i mean and it's not to say that it shouldn't be like i'm not saying that we need to live in a society where it's like all in your face like that but we live in a society where it's all in your face like that like accept it yeah yeah. i mean because like i mean at this point it's pretty much any and everything that you watch is kind of the thing i think we should spend more time trying to educate about it than we spend trying to demonize it and say this thing like you might as well be educated because this is going this this is continuing to happen at the population rate that we have in the world it's happening at a very high (laughs) high clip so you know that's hilarious yeah. yeah, that's a whole nother like bag of worms slash conversation. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure I hit you up when I get ready to like <laughs> have this because I mean, it's it's real like, you know, just speaking about like the body being comfortable with the body being comfortable mm-hmm. to express yourself in a sensual or sexual way and all of the sex shit I like let's really get into it, that, which is us as a male society being able to be acceptable of women displaying themselves and not oh. like, oh, I need to 
she's this way or she's that way, or I have the right to say this to her or grab her this way because she's displaying herself mm. in such a fast. That's crazy. Yeah. I walk outside without my shirt on. I mean, you can walk up and grab my nipple, bro. Like, that's not what's happening. Or you let a woman do it. Right. Then, then now I feel like I'm entitled to come say something to you or to call you mm. out your name or to feel like I can come grope you or something like that. That's ridiculous. So I think that um, <laughs> that's a conversation that a continued conversation that we have to have about getting people in order. Um, that right there is silly. Um, yeah. I, I don't even have the words for it. But to see it play out so much between people, it's like, man, I can't believe you feel like that <laughs> yeah it's it's very illuminating like i said this, that's a conversation for a whole different time and i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna come back to you for that because that's that's some that's some good shit and i love hearing the male's perspective mm. um you know ab- about any of those things i was gonna say something else but i think I'm gonna i think it just takes a lot of maturity understanding and then putting yourself in other people's space and then getting off of the the privilege like you know there's demand privilege like dude there's no way Mm -hmm. that you should think because a woman wears certain things on tiktok that you can then jump in her dms or in her comments and say certain things that are disrespectful or overarching or whatnot because she wore a certain thing that's ridiculous like it really is and 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 that's your that's your excuse for being able to do whatever actions that you're doing like that like that's just it's barbaric <laughs> i mean just flat out you know what i mean it hasn't matured whatsoever um and i think like that's not even a thing where i think like the maturity isn't there actually i think that the privilege is so strong that nobody wants to relieve themselves from it so okay we're gonna pause there because you're about to open up a can of wine oh lord mm. <laughs> i can I can just see where that conversation would go. Could you imagine oh. if we had like a room full of like men and women? Oh man, it's on, on my head. Yeah. Oh my God. <sighs> okay. So before we wrap up, the last thing I'm wondering is now that you have done the session with me, you've, uh, or the experience with me, you've had further exploration of yourself and other experiences. What do you think that you would tell? Ken Cheadle from a year ago? And what do you want to say to your future self a year from now? Mm. A year ago, I would have probably told myself to slow down. I wasn't that I couldn't see what needed to be addressed. That ability was always God-given for everybody. It was that I didn't take the time to actually pace myself and slow down enough to be aware of it. Life will happen to you, and it happened. It will happen at such a, a high alarming rate that you won't be aware of things. And I think that it's. Um, I think that you, you know, you have to be able to uh, take time away from the the rat race or the hustle and bustle to just kind of check yourself. Like, okay, am I all right? Am I good or whatnot? And I wasn't doing that, so I would tell myself uh, the self from last year is to slow down. Uh, the future self. I would tell myself to uh, keep exploring. You know what I mean? Like I've gotten to this space by having an open mind. I've never been closed mind. Like if anybody wants to know like the, 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 the gift to all my success that I've ever accomplished or had right now and what I plan to have in the future is always because my mind has been open to the possibilities. Nothing that I've ever learned or been taught or told become so ingrained that new information won't allow me to expand my thought process on it to be able to have a different view than what I had before. Um, So uh, with that, you know, like I've been able to grow and do things I just would have never done. Like, you know, if I would have kept the same mind frame that I had growing up in the hood that I learned from the peers I had in the hood, my world would be extremely small. But because I've traveled and I've seen that some of those narratives are false, some of those narratives are created because of the environment in which we live in. Um, And, you know, right or wrong, you know, sometimes some of those environments are pushed up on us, whatever the case may be. Like, I had to get outside those spaces to kind of see what it was, but I was open to getting outside those spaces. And uh, that openness, uh, like I said, allowed me to grow. So that's something I would definitely tell my future self to stick with uh, because it's led me to this space. Mm. I love it. 
Oh man. It's like, I feel like I am listening to you like speak on a stage somewhere, which <laughs> is wonderful because I'm, I'm receiving <laughs> a little bit from it now. And I hope that people um, listening to this are taking away. I know they will, they will take away some, some really good things. Um, your perspective is so valuable and um, I'm so grateful that you were here to talk with me. Um, where can people find you online? Because I'm sure they'll want to keep tabs on you after this. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, KennethCheadle.com is my website. Kenneth Cheadle on all social media pla uh, platforms. Uh, Cheadle like Don Cheadle. Yes, that is my cousin. Um, hopefully he hits me up after he hears this. No, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I never asked you that, but I was curious about that. Yeah, it's my dad's first cousin. So it's pretty okay. close. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, Ken Cheeto at everything or Ken Cheeto or Ken Cheeto at all those different uh, spaces. Man, I love to uh, genuinely help people. So if you heard anything here today that you want to hear more about or want some more insights or feedback on like, hey, let me ask you this. I would love to give you that uh, feedback or a response. So please look me up, man. I'm out here doing some things. No, oh, I love it. Yeah, you're doing a lot of things while you're over here trying to like. <laughs> modest. Yeah, I mean, and that's okay because I'm modest too. But that's why I was just like, um, sir, you're an author. You are like, <laughs> let's yeah. just put it all out there on the table. I um, it. I appreciate you too. But um, yeah, that's wrap on this episode <laughs> all right we made it through it yes <laughs> man kenneth cheadle ladies and gentlemen wasn't that spectacular i have to say i have some of the best clients that are drawn to me some of the best clients that come into my studio and i'm forever so 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 grateful i mean can you just imagine the two of us being on a round table having an in-depth conversation with people in our circles and our community mind-blowing. As a matter of fact, chime in on this episode. Leave me a voice note of your opinions, your takeaways, and what you think. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please show us some love with a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. The Uncovered Podcast is executive produced by Copper Key Studios and Kian Renee with original music produced by Fino Rango Rangel Entertainment. If you're interested in booking an intimate portrait session or joining my online course, find me at copperkeystudios.com. Then follow us on Instagram at copperkeystudios. To continue these uncovered conversations, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Renee.